Hello, everybody, and welcome to Friends Till the End, your one-stop shop for all things Friends, where we go through episodes of Friends chronologically and give them a good old-fashioned review for some reason, and somehow we're still on season one. But I'm Michael, and I'm joined, as always, with my frenemy, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Hey, Michael. This is the fourth episode we have watched today. We've been uh, trying to break in our drinking game and watch a few episodes back to back. You look kind of furious, Elizabeth. Are you still happy to be here? I'm very happy to be here. Okay, good. Because we just finished an episode, which we're going to sit down and talk about. But before we do that, I have a friend's question for you. A hypothetical. Hit me. So we kind of reference Friends in relation to How I Met Your Mother, which is kind of another New York singles-based sitcom about young people trying to make their way in the world. So there are some similarities. My question for you is, if you were to pair up the cast of Friends with one of the cast of uh, How I Met Your Mother in, like, a couple, who who would be the best-suited people for each other? Just one couple or nah, you gotta, everyone? Nah, you got to pair them all together. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, I would pair Monica with Ted. Really? Yeah. Yeah, why? They're both very particular and a little bit anal, and they mm-hmm. like things a certain way, and they're. I just feel like uh, they're intellectual, and I, I feel like they'd get along. Mm-hmm. I'd pair Ted with Ross. Huh. <laughs> I can see that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Keep going. Um, Someone's going to get left out in Friends World because there's only five of the How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Jesus. I'm trying to think who I would pair Barney with. Mm. I feel like I'd pair Barney with Monica, uh, sorry, with Rachel because she'd fall for it. I feel like she'd fall for his tricks. Oh, no. And also because they're both very attractive and I feel like they'd make an attractive couple. But she learned her lesson from Paolo. She's not going to get swayed by... Ah, who knows? He's a sweet-talking thing. All right. Um, and then I would pair, let's see, huh. Well, you've only got Phoebe left from the females, so who does, who does Phoebe go with? I don't know. Just Marshall, that's all you've got. I don't know. Well, I'm thinking of Robin and Lily also, and who they would (laughs) go with. Yeah. I don't know if if this really would work out. No. All right. Because Joey's too dumb for both of the women of How I Met Your Mother. Ah, Lily's pretty dumb. No, she's not. Yeah. And... Maybe not in an educational sense. I guess I would do Chandler and... Um, everyone's name is combining in one. Um, Lily. No. Robin? Robin. Robin. Chandler and Robin? Yeah. If, if Robin can like Barney, she would like Chandler. I guess. Spoiler alert, sorry. I think I'd go Robin Ross. Robin Ross? No, I can see Lily Ross, actually. Really? Yeah. yeah. He, he's kind of romantic and sweet, and, and Marshall's very romantic and sweet. So Joey gets left on his own. So does Phoebe, and so does Marshall. I wouldn't put any of them together. Oh, no. It's all right. They okay. have good friends. Yeah, right? I suppose so. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, that's your little challenge for this episode over and done with. We just finished watching Season 1, Episode 18, The One with All the Poker, which first aired back on March the 2nd, or the 2nd of March, 1995. 
How many people do you think watched this episode, Elizabeth? If the previous episode we just watched had an audience of 26.1 million people, do you think the one with all the poker got a higher or lower viewing figure? Lower. Lower? Nope. No! It's higher. You'll never guess. 27. Nope. 26. Nope. 30.4 million that, people. That has to be their highest episode yet. I think so. Since, certainly since we started keeping track, that's the first one to break the 30 million mark. Wow. Yeah, that's huge. 30 million? That's that's crazy. Wow. That's half the UK, basically. Holy. Right? Crap. Yeah, wow. Okay. Well, I was wrong. Yeah. It happens once in a while, mm-hmm. once, once every five years, I'm wrong, so but there it is. imagine 30.4 million people. Yeah. Crazy. Like, wow. just sitting down to watch that. This, this show is picking up steam. Yeah. The episode opens with them all sitting in Monica and Rachel's apartment, in a sort of callback to a couple of episodes ago when they were all humming the theme to The Odd Couple, mm-hmm. they're all kind of whistling. Whistling while they work. Well, it's the same song that they whistle in Breakfast Club. Is it? Yeah. That's probably what it's a nod to. Do you know what the, the whistling theme is, actually? Mm-hmm. Right. But do you know what that's from? Nope. <laughs> it's actually from the bridge... Bridge on the River Kwai, which is a classic David Lean movie starring Alec Guinness back in the day. It was like a World War II prisoner of war movie. Mm. But uh, yeah, they're probably referencing The Breakfast Club rather than that movie. That's interesting because it doesn't quite fit. Well, it's just catchy. I don't think they're trying to like make any kind of connection to it. Okay. But yeah, they're, they're kind of whistling while they work. They are putting together um, like resumes or CVs as we call them in the UK. For Rachel. Yeah, She's applying for new jobs. You know, putting them in the envelopes, addressing them all, mm-hmm. sending them away. She has a box of, like, at least 50 at that point. She has tons that mm-hmm. she's kind of sending anywhere and everywhere in the hopes that she could find a new job. She doesn't want to be a waitress anymore. Nope. Good for her. I mean, if it wasn't where she was happy, then yeah. Yeah. And the, the big joke from this opening scene is uh, there's a, a spelling mistake on her resume. Yes, yeah, a typo. Yeah, a typo, as as you might say. Uh, and, and it says something like computer skills or something like that. And the, the 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 big joke in that is, of course, that she goes, oh, do you think that happened? It says that on all of them. Uh, what a Joey line, right? Well, there. kind of. But I think it's just sort of like, well, you can't have very good computer skills if you don't understand that if you print out one copy of the same document on the computer, it's going to be the same all the time. Right. Anyway, hit the music. Here we go. Exactly. So Rachel's applying for jobs. Ross is kind of pining over Rachel, but yeah, that hasn't come up in a while. No, they kind of they've kind of let it go ever since uh, Paolo got shown the door a few episodes ago back. Yeah, and Rachel was saying she was going to take a break from men for a while. So I guess they've kind of put that on the back burner. It's kind of been the along with. Um, the pregnancy of Carol 2.0, it's kind of the underlining underlining plot thread that kind of pops up every now and again. Yeah, I guess so. Like, Ross is pining for her. Ross denies it, but, like, Joey and Chandler are like, oh, you totally like her. And he's like, huh, um, 
No, I don't. That's <laughs> wow, my, you do that really well. Yeah, that's my impression of Ross. <laughs> do them all. <laughs> I can't. Do Chandler. Could I be any more sarcastic? <laughs> do so. Phoebe. Oh, you, your soul is just the color of butterflies. It's just really nice. She's literally never said anything like that. Your other ones are actually right on. You're just mocking her at this point. All right. You know I like Phoebe. You know it's right. It comes from a place of love. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, the guys are talking about how they've had a uh, Joey cried at a poker night because he got things wrong. He played the wrong card and he thought he'd won, but he actually lost. And then the girls. And then the girls are like, oh, can we join your poker night game? And they're like, yeah, sure you can. And off they go. Kind of. What do you mean, kind of? I mean, they weren't super happy about having them That's join. not. That's not true. They were saying, like, well, do you even know how to play? Well, they asked if they... No, Phoebe was like, oh, so girls can't play in your poker night game? And the guys are like, no, girls can play. And they were like... And Phoebe was like, uh, uh, okay. Like, girls are welcome... But they just assumed the girls knew how to play. Which why? They but did why not. did they assume? Well, I don't understand. I don't know what's the worst answer to give. Is it worse to assume <laughs> that girls don't know how to play poker, or worse that you assume that girls do know how to play poker? Just tell me what to say, and I'll say it. No, no, move I don't along. want to offend anyone. Move along. All right, so we go to the poker night, and you know, usually when we take notes on our episodes, it's kind of broken down by each character and they all have like their little plots and they all go off in the world and then they kind of meet back and kind of swap stories. Mm-hmm. This episode is just kind of all about the six of them. They're all like together pretty much through the whole time. I kind of like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I read a, a, a an article about Friends recently. Someone did like an analysis, like someone who has too much time on their hands, obviously. Like us. Like us, definitely like us. Uh, they probably have less time on their hands than us if we can do this every twice a week. But uh, they basically like ran analysis. They like put all like this the friend scripts into like a word processing device that kind of analyzed who had scenes together to kind of analyze what the the most common combination was. And Ross, it, well, wins, I imagine. Oh, the most common. Well, they weren't looking at like who had the most scenes necessarily. Although I think they all turned out. A, about equal hmm. I think like the most the most someone was in it was maybe like 53% of the time and then the lowest that someone was in it was maybe like 41% of the time oh, wow, okay. so it was all quite close but like the combination of all six friends together was like about 45% slightly below oh, wow. and then the most f- common combination of, of of groups of friends was um Oh, who was it? It was Monica and Phoebe and Joey and Chandler. Oh. That was the next most common. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, this is one of those episodes where they're pretty much all together throughout it. No one has their kind of individual stuff. I mean, the only one that has anything specific going on is Rachel, who's applying for all these jobs. Yes. So anyway, they, the girls come along to poker night. They don't know anything about poker. Uh, that first poker night is quite funny because the, the, the ladies are kind of all supportive about it they're all kind of like trying to swap cards so that everyone has the best hand and they're like cheering each other on and the guys are sort of like this is what poker night is about it's about competing and winning money off people it kind of reminds me of an article i saw on the onion a couple weeks ago when my friends had posted something that said girls spend their friday night validating one another about their life choices and decisions (laughs) Just huh. like, nice. like, like, it's kind of true how much girls will get together and just be like, 
no, good for you. You know, just validating <laughs> one another all the time and yeah. wanting them to do well in a good, healthy relationship. Well, that's but, nice. Well, it is. Yeah. It just reminded me of that. Like, they were, you know, oh, man, I just need a ton of spades. Wait, I have a ton of spades. Here, you can take it. And the guy's like, no, no, that's not how it... Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was quite funny. By the way, um, prior to the girls go- joining in, before they got involved, it would have just been Joey, Chandler, and Ross having a poker night together. Let me tell you something. Three-person poker night? Lame as fuck. I know. I was wondering, do they have other friends? Yeah, well, I don't think so. No, no, they might have other friends, but this is a three-man poker night. I mean, we saw a few other people joining in Phoebe's surprise party a few episodes back. But like, <laughs> yeah, but they had to pull from, like, like Rachel's extras. co-workers. Yeah. yeah. So, so do none of them have other friends? Well, I guess not. I could think, like, through their jobs or yeah. through... I don't know any activities they go to, but it just seems like they just have each other and that's it. Yeah. Maybe, like, I don't know. I I can't really remember if it comes up later on about having other friends, but... Yeah, a three-person poker night is quite lame, because as soon as one person gets out, it's just down to two-on-two, and then, like, it's over in, like, two games, basically. Someone outbets the other, and it's it's over and done with. Three-person poker nights? Crap. Like, Uh pointless. Why even bother? So they should be bloody glad that these girls are getting involved in their poker game because it makes it a little bit more interesting. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the guys get frustrated with the girls not knowing the rules. Uh, It ends in a bit of a massacre, basically. The guys kind of take all the girls' money at the end of it. The girls then get really upset that the guys are taking their money and they're sort of like, you're just... I can't believe you would take all our money. And it's like, these girls... You you asked to play. Like, of course, that's what's going to happen. You asked to join in this game, which you don't know how to play, so of course you're going to lose, and part of it is losing your money. So. I'm surprised they actually do it with money instead of just chips and for fun, you know? Yeah, I guess. But Or if they have like a five buck minimum, or mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Play for quarters, whatever. Yeah, I mean, most poker nights I've been involved in, like, the chips don't actually represent money. Everyone gets right. a certain value of chips and everyone puts money into the pot, and then the winner gets most of the pot second place gets their money back and everyone else loses. Yeah, so, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, so but it's no, not that, like a huge loss. But you know. also, like, they're losing... Like, Phoebe loses $7 and Rachel loses, like, 15 bucks. Like, it's yeah, not as if... Yeah, but, I mean, it, when it, someone like Rachel who's struggling financially, that 15 bucks could mean a lot. Rachel's not paying rent, though. She's not? Nah, I don't think so. Who pays the rent? Monica does. No way. Monica, Monica was... She was paying the rent before Rachel moved in. Yeah, but I feel like Monica would, after a while, would be like, could you give me, like, something? Mm. No? I don't know. Shoot. Maybe. Anyway, the girls are complaining, and then Ross um, basically tries to act like Billy Big Boots, like the big tough guy, and gives a speech about, ooh, when I play poker, uh, um, uh, you know, I, I play poker to win. When the gloves come off, it's... And then he, like, sort of smacks his hands together in, like, some sort of grand gesture. And then, quite rightly, Joey sort of calls him out being like, what? What are you talking about? And then he's like, I'm not a nice guy. It's like, oh, God. Ross, trying to be the tough guy. You're not fooling anyone, mate. Yeah, so anyway. He got his point across. Yeah, the point that he's a bit of an asshole. I think he was trying to be, like, kind of hot to her. 
Yeah, I think he. Yeah, I think that's the point of it. He's trying to be like the tough guy. Yeah, like look at me. I'm a bad yeah, I'm boy. A bad boy. I'm gonna stand up for myself, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm gonna yep. talk to you like this, and mm-hmm. you're gonna like it. Mm-hmm. One of those. It kind of has the opposite effect because then we see, like, because in the next scene, Ross. Rachel is like, "I can't believe what an asshole Ross was being last night." Mm-hmm. So doesn't kind of didn't work. really work. Yeah, no. <laughs> Monica go tries to defend him, being like, "Oh, he's just really, he's just really um, competitive." And then they call her a hypocrite because Monica's really competitive as well. Yeah. They call them that sibling rivalry. I love Monica. Uh, There is some excitement as Rachel, who up until this point has been receiving a lot of rejection letters, not doing particularly well in the job hunt, she she gets an interview. She gets an interview at Saks Fifth Avenue. Yes. Which is a fashion thing. Yep. Yeah. It's like a designer clothing store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they ask her to, you know, she's applying for a role as a, a buyer. Yeah. What does that mean? So she would go around and see different clothes that have been designed, like designer clothes, and buy them for, to be sold at Saks. Okay. So she would have to have really impeccable taste in the trends that are coming up, the colors that are in season. Like, she would have to know a lot about fashion in order to get those products into that So company. she'd be setting up meetings with Lauren Conrad and Jessica Simpson. And <laughs> I love Lauren Conrad's I know clothes. <laughs> Anyone who knocks them, man. Okay, so she's got an application. She's got an interview for that. She's very excited about it. Uh, meanwhile, Monica gets in touch with her Aunt Iris, mm-hmm. who's kind of like a, a an old-time hustler. Like yeah, a she a seems kind of cool. Yeah, so she invites her around to kind of teach them about poker. So that they can actually compete with the guys. They do have a second poker night. Round at Ross's. Marcel plays in the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight a bunch. That's his favorite song. Uh, apparently so. He dances to it. He's cute. He kind of bobs up and down. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's adorable. It, may, it made me feel bad a little though. Like he secretly wanted to be back in the jungle where he belongs. Mm. I thought of that for a split second before mm. trying to put it out of my mind because I got too upset. Oh, that was that tear in your eye at that point. Mm-hmm. I see that. So they have a second poker night. The guys are very patronizing at the beginning of it. They're just like, if you girls don't want to play for money, we'll understand. And the girls are just like, nah, fuck this. We're going to go. Mm-hmm. And Rachel kind of shows off her, her new shuffling technique. She's like, with the cards. Cut to the guys winning again. Much to the girls' chagrin. This kind of sets up a third poker night. In between that time, Rachel has a job interview. It goes very well. She's very excited. She got on very well with the interviewer. She went to camp with a relative of the person that did the interview. So she's pumped. She thinks she's going to get this job. She's excited. Uh, The guys turn up for the third game at Monica and Rachel's. Ross is wearing some ludicrous combination (laughs) of two double-sleeved shirts which is just well, okay. That insane. sounds strange. Double sleeve, so it's a long sleeve. Two shirt, long sleeve shirts, yeah. Like a regular old what you'd wear, a long sleeve shirt, and then he's like wearing, a Henley. Yeah, like a Henley, and then a button up long sleeve shirt over that. But the undershirt is rolled up, and then the button up shirt is rolled above, up to above the elbow, and it's open. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, so they're both long sleeve, mm-hmm. and he rolls up both sleeves. Yes. The top layer he rolls up above the elbow, and then the bottom layer is rolled up just below the elbow. Yes, yeah, so I don't know if it's a fashion choice or what, but why would you... A, a lot of them do wear button-ups around their friends, like they're just hanging out. I don't mm-hmm. understand why they feel like they need to be so fancy. Because <laughs> clearly none of them are coming from work. Right. But, yeah, 
long sleeve on long sleeve. He makes interesting fashion choices. But his button-up shirt is unbuttoned. And yes. both his sleeves are rolled up. Yeah. Which would imply he's pretty warm. So take off take off a layer, Just mate. Just take off your, your top layer and you take off, a long yeah, sleeve underneath. Which you can then roll up the sleeves without right. it looking ludicrous. <laughs> It's just ludicrous. Like the fashion of the show, man. It's just so baggy. Everybody's clothes are so baggy. And turtlenecky. And turtlenecky. A lot of turtlenecks, yeah. But, but that it, was very true to the nineties. Well, we're into March now. We're about to hit spring, so I'm hoping that they, <laughs> they dress more appropriately. Yeah, but I noticed in this episode that Rachel was wearing a turtleneck that had short sleeves and it was very tight. I was like, How is this keeping you warm? <laughs> like oh, what I didn't is this that. what is this doing? It's a short sleeve turtleneck top. Uh, I didn't notice that at all. Um, the, so the third game of poker, which goes on for probably like the last third of the episode, is quite a long scene uh, with the six of them just there. It gets kind of nasty. It gets kind of intense. There's like insults being thrown back and forth, mostly, mostly uh, between Ross and Rachel, mm-hmm. and it is largely that kind of old schoolyard thing where. You pull the hair of the person you like and run away. You know they're yeah. both they're both kind of giving each other stick. Midway through, Rachel gets a phone call and finds out that she hasn't got the job, so she's obviously very upset. And then she kind of goes all in on this poker game, like bets a, a whole bunch of money. She does. She calls Ross a loser at one point, which is pretty pretty harsh. It is. It's the harshest I've ever seen her on this show mm-hmm. so far. It's kind of mean. A it's pretty mean. And Ross kind of has it coming, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like, his his stuff is all kind of within the context of the game. It's kind of like all of his, like, trash talking is based around him being a better card player. He never kind of gets, like, personal and calls people, like, shit or anything. Right. So, yeah, it gets kind of nasty. So it gets into this big kind of betting, you know, Rachel bets more money than she has, so she gets Monica and Phoebe to subsidize her, and then... Ross gets um, Joey and Chandler, so like the gender lines are drawn there. It's the guys versus the girls, the battle of the sexes, and you're all the while you're just thinking, just fuck already. Honestly, this is a long way to go for for you guys just to have a wee Ick. slap and tickle. Ew, no, never. But anyway, yeah, all the stakes are raised at one point as well. Did you notice Rachel jacks up? The bid at one point puts in like twenty bucks, twenty five bucks, and everyone folds. And they ask Joey, and Joey says something like, "I fold like a cheap hooker that gets kicked in the belly by a fat guy with like boils on his face or something." Uh, I fold like a cheap hooker who got hit in the stomach by a fat guy with sores on his face. <laughs> so weird. Did you notice that? It was weird. It was strange. I didn't know if it was a reference to something, but it kept going. I don't and know. Going. Yeah. It was like. Why did you need to say that instead of just being like, oh, I fold like a whatever? Yeah, but I think it was like, he was trying to use like poker lingo and like he says this big long thing and then everyone kind of looks at him and he's like, oh yeah, it means I'm out. But it's like... Yeah, it's weird. Fat, yeah, cheap hooker, fat guy kicking her in the belly. Like, what the hell? It's so it was, out of context. It was, it was strange. No one really commented on it too. It just kind of came out yeah. of there and then went away. I thought, right... So anyway, it comes down to it. It's uh, Rachel versus Ross. They both sort of jack up the bidding, and then it comes to putting your cards on the table. Uh, Rachel lays it down. She has a very good, a very good hand. Ross just kind of concedes. Yep, you win. Uh, Rachel is delighted. She celebrates. You know, she's won 
50 bucks at most probably not even that maybe about 40 bucks but she's very you know it's a it's a moral victory she needed right. that she needed that win you know she's had some bad news she's mm-hmm. taken a bit of a battering so and then the the guys are like oh i thought you had her and and russ is like oh, if you don't have the if, if if you don't have the you know the cards <laughs> you, you, you don't have the cards and um then they kind of fight over it because they think ross might have just been nice and let Rachel win on purpose. I think he totally did. You think he did? Yes. No, uh, don't know. I can't Absolutely. remember where her heart, her hand was. It was like a flush, right? Full house. Full house. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty tough to beat. I don't know. I think he let her win. Oh well. Well, he's a nice guy like that, or he's a pushover, or a hopeless romantic, or a sad sack, or <laughs> or one of those. You know, delete as applicable to however we're feeling about Ross this week. Yes. But, um, yeah, that was about it. That kind of wrapped it all up. That was the, the one with all the poker. I, I wasn't crazy about that episode, it has to be said. I don't know. Maybe it's because right. we've watched a few back-to-back, but ugh, I don't know. It was just... I felt like the, the poker scenes kind of dragged on a bit. It didn't really advance anything. It kind of just... I think it was just to reestablish this whole on-again, off-again, Sam and Diane kind of relationship between Ross and Rachel. They've got a real Sam and Diane relationship, Elizabeth. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't my favorite, but it wasn't the worst. No. It was just, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. I mean, the highest viewership so far that yeah. I know of. So. Well, I, I guess that kind of double episode with uh, you know NBC synergy kind mm-hmm. of brought in good good viewership. Jack Donaghy would be proud. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's where we're at with that episode. That that brings us to an end of that. That's the end of episode uh, eighteen of the season. Our next one is going to be Season 1, Episode 19, the one where the monkey gets away. I wonder what could happen in that episode, Elizabeth. I hope he leaves Ross forever. <laughs> he deserves to be in the jungle with his family. He wouldn't survive there. He's domesticated. No. Mm-hmm. Well, he deserves to not be in a New York City apartment. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So, yeah, that's going to be our next one that we pick up on our next episode, and we hope you join us in time for that. In the meantime, thank you, as always, for listening. You can join in the fun and games on our Twitter account and just drop in and say hello. You can find us there at FriendsPod, and you can help spread the word, tell a friend about us, and maybe give us a, a nice, friendly review over there on the iTunes there as well to help us spread the word and reach a larger audience. Elizabeth, you seem relieved that this uh, marathon day has come to an end. You know, weeks have passed for our listeners since we first started on this day of recording, (laughs) but for us it's been one long, agonizing day. Uh, But, uh, you know, if if you can never forgive me and bring yourself to talk to me again, hopefully I'll I'll see you next time to talk about the one with the the escape monkey. Well, I'm very invested at this point. We have a baby on the way. There's a monkey involved. And, you know... I want to see where this adventure takes us. So. We've got six episodes left in this season as Ooh, well. So. We're getting and near to it. I just want to get to season two. I want to get to season two and I want us to start talking about episodes you've never seen before. I know. And while I have seen epi- uh, all of season one, I-, I don't remember most of the things. So it is kind of nice to go back and refresh my memory. But going into w- it with fresh eyes will be pretty interesting. Because besides that one spoiler, I have no idea mm-hmm. what's going on. Season two is going to start picking up a lot. Yeah. I know I know you're still kind of on the fence about a lot of the things, but season two is when they start hitting their stride. Season two, three, four, yeah, we got some good stuff coming up. All right. Yes. Sounds good. And we hope you will join us for all of that. But until then, toodaloo. See you next time. Bye.